What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone. I am starting with Atlanta today. So it looks like Kim Bierman's 20-year-old daughter, Ariana Bierman, was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol, reported by TMZ. So her daughter was booked at county jail, basically, after she and her boyfriend, Hudson, were arrested at around 1 a.m., and Ariana was charged with three misdemeanors, driving under the influence of alcohol, improper erratic lane change, and underage possession purchase of alcohol. She was later released on a $5,120 bond. Her boyfriend was also charged with allegedly driving under the influence. He was also charged with allegedly furnishing alcohol to a minor and violating the conditions of his limited driving permit. Attorney Justin Speisman, who is representing Ariana, denied the charges in a statement to People. The the statement reads, Ariana was involved in a minor fender bender. When police arrived on the scene, the investigating officer immediately initiated an investigation for DUI. Despite Ariana's constant invocation that she was upset and anxious from the minor accident, the officer incorrectly concluded she was impaired by alcohol. That was not the case. She wholly denies these allegations and intends to fight these charges because she is not guilty of them. The night after the arrest, the Bierman family was out and about in Atlanta having dinner celebrating the birthday of Cash, one of the um, sons of Kim and Croy, who turned 10 on Monday, August 15th. Kim's Snapchat also showed that Ariana was out with family at the dinner, and on Sunday, Brielle shared a snap of her mom drinking wine and another birthday dinner for Cash. So they were kind of basically nonchalant about it. Um, It seemed pretty serious initially. I don't really know um, kind of what was concluded after that. There was um, kind of a statement or so that, um, that, well, so Brielle put something out on her Instagram saying, Um, basically Ariana was involved in a minor fender bender when police arrived on the scene the officer immediately initiated an investigation for DUI Um, you know they have no desire to litigate this case in the media Ariana was not impaired by any substance including alcohol or marijuana Um, so basically the family is denying that you know any of this ever happened which is you know I mean it sounded kind of crazy I don't know if it really did happen but obviously TMZ um TMZ rarely, rarely lies, so I don't know what what kind of went down or what the police, you know, concluded, but that's what happened. <laughs> Moving on from that, I have been covering this whole NeNe Leaks lawsuit against Bravo Andy Cohen. I have an update for you guys, and it's quite surprising. So NeNe has dropped her lawsuit against Andy, Bravo, and NBC Universal. This is according to Page Six. She filed a motion just this past week to dismiss the lawsuit against her former employer without prejudice, basically meaning that Nini can refile the lawsuit at a later date if she chooses to do so. Andy, Bravo, and NBC Universal agreed to not seek recovery of costs or attorney fees per the court documents. This comes two months after reports that Nini was in negotiations with Andy, Bravo, and NBC Universal to settle the lawsuit. Despite the potential negotiations in her lawsuit, 
Uh, Nini stood by her claims in social media. In July, she slammed abusers who want power over their victims. She tweeted, everybody can see what they did to me. Nobody is stupid. This treatment has been going on for years. She also alleged that Andy stopped her from getting work and was blacklisted by him and Bravo. Um, A rep has yet to comment on her dropping the lawsuit, so I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see what the update is on that. I was actually kind of surprised. I I didn't think that she was going to just all of a sudden drop it. Um, I I don't know if this has kind of a deeper meaning to it, but I thought it was definitely interesting and I wanted to share it with you guys. Moving on over to Beverly Hills, I have a recent interview that Cherie, friend of Cherie, did with Page Six where she basically said that she is concerned that Garcelle's friendship with Sutton is causing her to feel isolated from the rest of the cast. What she said verbatim was, I said something very similar to Garcelle before I knew Erica said that Sutton was a liability to Garcelle because I kind of watched it. I was a little concerned as Garcelle's friend. A lot of what I saw is a lot of her bravado. Sutton's bravado came from knowing Garcelle had her back. Cherie also added that Sutton is in the middle of a lot of drama on Beverly Hills, and because of Sutton and Garcelle's close friendship, the ladies may be distancing themselves from Garcelle as a result. She said Sutton is the common denominator in a lot of the issues, and maybe the distance that Garcelle feels between the rest of the girls is because of her. I have thought about this, but also I just want to say that Garcelle has so far been the MVP of this season, and I think she's definitely going to come out of this season even more liked than she was last last season because she has such a straightforward um such a straightforward approach as a housewife i think last year where garcelle was lacking was she would kind of hold her opinion back a little bit but then in her confessional she was super shady so she did get herself in a little bit of hot water towards the end of the season at the reunion more specifically so i think this year she's been very good about calling people out in the moment she has been good about holding her ground, not backing down. Um, I, all I can say is that in the last episode that we saw her, I thought she carried herself so well. Um, definitely won the conversation between her and Erica. And um, and even like these little conversations, or well, I don't even know if you want to call them arguments, but little tiffs that she gets into with some of the other castmates, she just handles herself very well. She's very well-spoken. And... Um, so I think she's a great asset to the cast, but her friendship with Sutton does seem to be a little bit of an issue. However, I wouldn't get rid of Sutton at all because, to be honest, as much as she may irritate some people, including myself at sometimes, um, I feel like so far, every, I mean, we're like 14, 15 episodes in, I think we're 14 episodes in, every single episode she has been the center focus for like every single drama that's gone on. Um, which is kind of crazy, but I mean, she's kind of carrying the season in a way that, you know, this is her third year, third or fourth year, and she's already like the most talked about besides, you know, a couple of the other ladies. She is one of the most talked about ladies on this cast. So I think she's doing a great job. And I think that Garcelle's friendship with Sutton shouldn't be a reason for Garcelle to feel isolated from the rest of the group. I think Garcelle is as honest as she can be and... Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I don't think Sutton's holding her back. I, I think that um, the whole Sutton is a liability comment is like kind of it's kind of dragged on for so long now. Like, I, I don't really feel like Sutton's a liability. Um, I think that was kind of a like, you know, I think that was almost a way of saying it kind of like a filibuster that, you know, Erica wanted to come up with because there hasn't been much going on with her this year. And it was kind of a deflection comment, in my opinion. But I don't know. 
So, Lisa Vanderpump is not happy with her former friend and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills co-star, Teddy, following a recent episode of her podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. In the podcast episode, it was titled Mayor of the Year, Teddy claimed that LVP was not close to her brother, Mark Vanderpump, prior to his death. If you remember, Lisa did lose her brother during filming for Vanderpump Rules and Beverly Hills, so it was kind of a, a major talking point for those both respective seasons. Teddy and her co-host Tamara discuss if Lisa Renna gets a hall pass for her behavior because she's grieving the death of her mother Lois who died in November of 2021. According to Teddy she is cutting Renna some slack because she and the ladies of Beverly Hills caught hell from fans for not giving LVP grace when her brother died. And this is what she said that basically got her in trouble. I know the fact that we did not give Lisa Vanderpump grace after her brother passed, and we had never even known she had a brother. She had no relationship with him. She didn't speak to him. We got killed for not giving her grace. She also added that LVP used her brother's death as an excuse for her puppygate takedown of Dorit. She said, So I think when I look at that history, if I were in a situation where a housewife was dealing with death, I would give them more grace because I know with LVP I did not because you've never spoken about him and said you don't have a relationship with him. Now, this is our reason why you tried to get Dorit in trouble for the dog, and that's why you're doing all this bad behavior. So, of course, fans kind of went berserk, um, as we so often do. And uh, LVP caught wind of Teddy's comments and clapped back on Twitter, saying, How dare she? I've put up with her lies for long enough. Don't even know her Twitter handle. Please share to her. And she tweeted alongside a photo of her and her brother uh, from 2015 in London. She then agreed with a fan who called Teddy classless and gross, saying, I agree. Ugh. Disgusting. Another fan wrote, How dare Teddy even comment on this and still subtly give Rinna a semi-pass for bullying Sutton? Lisa Vanderpump, I'm sorry you even had to listen to that heartless shit. Why can't they just leave you alone? To which LVP replied, I really don't know. She then warned, keep my brother's name out of your mouth. So you're probably wondering Teddy's response to all this. So I will share that with you right now. (laughs) So first of all, I think Teddy meant for her comments to be an example of why you don't judge someone's grief, which is what she learned after watching back season nine of Beverly Hills. However, her comments did not come across that way and actually infuriated Bravo fans who you know, came to LVP's support and fans then went after Teddy on social media and bashed her up and down. She reacted to the attacks on her Instagram story originally before the apology, saying, So after this morning's online attacks, death threats, you know, the works, exactly what LVP wanted to happen is happening. I called my producers and asked exactly what exactly did I say? So she doesn't initially she doesn't even really know what she said that's causing all this uproar. Um... She says, their words, not mine. You actually kind of trolled yourself. And you said after the season with LVP, where I did not know that she had a brother and I watched back that she was grieving. I am unable to comment on somebody's grief other than it is hard to say it is okay to hurt others uh, when you are grieving. That being said, that's why I didn't want to comment more in regards to Lisa Rinna grieving her mother. I don't know what it's like to grieve, so I'm unable to speak to it. Um... So basically, that wasn't enough for people. Um, I mean, it wasn't really an apology to begin with. So on her podcast, she did share this message. 
For weeks, there had been endless chatter and comments about how LVP was treated during Season 9 and the loss of her brother versus this season of Beverly Hills and Rinna dealing with the loss of her mom. I made some comments on this podcast to give some clarity and perspective of the women then versus now, and also mentioned how I now would have reacted differently if I could go back. I had no intention of trying to hurt LVP. When I said nobody knew she had a brother, I meant because she never spoke about him to the group before his passing. While I meant no ill intent with my words, I realize grief is a delicate thing, and I nor nobody can determine or dictate how anybody should react, so I truly apologize. Um, Lisa did tweet out, okay, let's move on. I said what I had to say. No viciousness, please. And that was kind of like her last comment on the topic. Um, I do listen to Teddy and Tamara's podcast. The tone, I mean, the message, you know, reading it back doesn't sound that bad, but the tone in which it was delivered, uh, in my opinion, didn't seem very sincere. It felt very scripted. Um, didn't feel like it really came from her heart, but I guess if Lisa Vanderpump is okay with it, then so be it. I'm okay with it too. I thought it was really interesting that Teddy, you know, was comparing the two situations. Um, but then again, Teddy is obviously closer with Rena than she is with LVP. So I wouldn't expect her to kind of take ownership for, or I, I wouldn't expect her to give the same respect to LVP that she would with Rena. So Rinna kind of emerged onto Instagram with one of her lengthy posts that she does oh so often. And I have a screenshot of one here that I wanted to share with you guys where she said, I have been very fortunate to sit with my feelings for a while now. Grief is something we don't want to talk about, go through, or deal with, so we avoid it at all costs. For me, this year, it took a turn that I never expected. One lost my dad seven years ago, and it was different. It didn't happen while I was on to, and what I've realized is how hard it has been to have to relive it seven months later. I also realized others don't know what to do with your grief, so they don't do anything. So they don't do anything. They're keeping their lives and go forth. We all do it. Sorry, I, I'm trying to read this here because um, she doesn't really make sense. Um, <laughs> her message is kind of interesting. Um, she said... Grief is a lonely journey. You must take on your own. I hope my showing my grief has been somehow helpful to you. You have all been so helpful to me with sharing of your grief. Thank you. Her moment of reflection was short-lived as she soon posted a shady video on her TikTok saying, I just feel like everyone is extra sensitive. I mean, call me crazy, but I think I've been meaner before this season. Um, I, I, I feel like her, you know, like she's progressively getting... Or maybe we're just all starting to notice it now. Because actually, I used to really, really like Runa on the show. But I am almost feel like... Because I hear so many things about how she's completely different off camera. And so... I almost feel like she's kind of playing it up. It's more it's more of an exaggerated version for TV. So um, that's kind of disappointing in a way. Because she always has this motto of owning it. And, you know, I don't know. It just, to me... Um, I feel like it's progressively getting she's progressively getting more meaner. I don't think she's been necessarily more mean in past seasons, but I feel like it's it's kind of going... Or maybe she's just now noticing that she's not really well-liked in the fan community right now. So, yeah, that could be it. So a feud kind of emerged between Diana and Garcelle just this past week. Uh, Diana's issues with Garcelle seem to have come basically out of nowhere, um, Diana made it clear on the show that she wanted to have a fresh start with Garcelle after they got off on the wrong foot at the start of the season. 
And during the last week's episode, Diana came out of left field saying Garcelle is the most guarded housewife in the group. At the uh, toothless homeless, <laughs> at the I was almost said the toothless not homeless. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say the. This is so fucking ridiculous with this name. Um, at the event that they were at, I feel like out of all of the women here, you're the most guarded one. And Garcelle fired back saying, like, how did we get from liability to lawyers to me? What do you want to know, Diana? Diana went on to claim that she's really, really liked Garcelle, but felt numerous roadblocks were preventing her from getting to know Garcelle. She said, um, I have to work extra hard and I get nowhere and I go like, well, why am I doing it when she's shutting me down every single time? Garcelle quickly shut down Diana's claims and reminded her that she agreed to have a fresh start with her after their chat at the Christmas party. She later called Diana a total bitch in her confessional and urged Diana to Google her if she wanted to get to know her moving forward. That we did see. After the episode aired, Diana and Garcelle's drama fizzled onto social media and didn't really make any noise until this past week when Diana began a campaign against Garcelle on Twitter and Instagram. So Diana claims that Garcelle mocked her spelling, accent, and miscarriage, and she shared some screenshots of her group text message to the ladies of Beverly Hills explaining that she had a miscarriage a few weeks prior and overdid it during their trip to Mexico. As we all know in this text message, Diana misspelled Garcelle's name, which the actress thought was funny and a little shady at the same time. Um, so <laughs> Diana took aim at her in this post on Instagram saying, hmm, my grammar and spelling might be off for sure, but bottom line is I lost my baby at 18 week pregnancy in the most violent way and nearly died in the process. And I am ridiculed for spelling someone's name wrong. Fascinating what a fan favorite can get away with. Go on trolls, do your worst. Oh wait, you already did that. A fan commented on Diana's post and defended Garcelle, saying that Diana was deflecting and shouldn't have called Garcelle out in the text message to begin with. Um, a fan said, You having a miscarriage is absolutely devastating, and no one is taking that away from you. But in the middle of explaining your situation, you went out of your way to bring up Garcelle. You're deflecting. If you wanted the emphasis to be on your situation, then you shouldn't have brought in Garcelle in the text message in the first place. Diana fired back saying, really, you are all actually okay with her mocking my spelling publicly from that message. Neither of them could find something else to bully me on, but my spelling, my accent, and my miscarriage. She then claimed that fan favorites, aka Sutton and Garcelle, have worrisome fan bases. She said, I am not surprised. They are fan favorites for a reason, right? It's a fan base that's worrisome. Eventually, Garcelle caught wind of Diana's post and denied mocking her miscarriage, However, Diana insists there are more text messages proving the opposite. She said, I would never ridicule another woman over a miscarriage. I have had three miscarriages. I don't wish that on anyone ever. Everyone needs to calm down. Garcelle, there are more text messages and you know that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, so the first part of the message, I would never ridicule another woman. That was by Garcelle, and then Gar and Diana replied to that by saying, Garcelle, there are more text messages, and you know that. So this is actually not where the feud ends, and it actually gets a lot more messy, and I'm going to explain it in a little bit, so stay tuned for that. So Lisa Rinna believes that she, Erica, and Diana are the yin to Garcelle and Sutton's yang, a meme about... Um, the Beverly Hills stars has been making the rounds on social media and naturally Lisa stumbled upon the meme and had to give her two cents. She said when, so basically 
part one of the meme read when you're an asset and it featured a photo of Garcelle and Sutton and the second part of the meme read when you're a liability and showed a photo of Lisa, Erica, and Diana under the liability. According to Lisa, Sutton and Garcelle would have no storyline on Beverly Hills without her, Erica, and Diana. She uh, said the ones on the left would have nothing without the ones on the right. And she added several sleeping emojis insinuating that Sutton and Garcelle are boring and said, yes, I said it. First of all, Sutton and Garcelle are the complete opposite of boring. Um, like I said earlier, Sutton has been carrying this season because she is the most talked about in every single episode. And Garcelle is far from boring. I don't care who disagrees with me when I say that. I hope y'all agree with me because after last week's episode, I think we can all agree that Garcelle is the least boring cast member on Beverly Hills. So after a long... Bravo tease. Uh, we are finally getting the Aspen trip, or at least the beginning of the Aspen trip, just this next coming week. And with that being said, Lisa Rinna is continuing to tease Bravo fans on her Instagram stories. She shared a photo of a folder labeled Aspen Receipts with the comment Silence is Golden written over it. In another post, she shared one of her most iconic Beverly Hills confessional quotes where she said, you better believe I'm going to talk about it. Um... I, all I can say is, if y'all don't already know what is supposedly about to go down in Aspen, you are on the, you are in the motherfucking dark, because this has been teased for, I think, since the beginning of the season. I mean, we were just waiting and waiting and waiting for this. I think I first reported this, you know, like six months ago um, on the podcast here. So, um, at this point, if this Aspen trip doesn't live up to its hype, um, <laughs> I don't know. There's no hope for the, <laughs> there's no hope. So closing off with Beverly Hills, I'm going to get into all this Garcelle drama that you probably already know, or maybe you don't. I'm going to get into all of it right now, break it all down for you so you'll be 100% caught up. So Garcelle, um, well actually Garcelle and Rinna were the first to kind of come out and speak about this. They don't agree on much, uh, <laughs> That's that much is true except for Bravo fans attacking the kids of Beverly Hills Housewives. Earlier this week, Garcelle's 14-year-old son, Jax, was bombarded with bile and harassing comments on his Instagram. The comments got to be so bad that Jax pleaded with people to leave him alone. He wrote on his Instagram story alongside screenshots of just some of the comments he received. He said, I'm a fucking 14-year-old. Please leave me alone. Um, the comments covered an array of topics including Garcelle's talk show The Real, being canceled to her oldest son Oliver's prior issues with drugs, to telling Garcelle to leave Diana Jenkins and Erica Jane alone. Uh, several of the comments read, Tell your mom to leave Erica alone. Stop critiquing and belittling Diana with your grammar. Her whole family are... Or, I'm sorry, your whole family are immigrants. Uh, other comments read, Why is your mom obsessed with Erica's alcohol intake? Shouldn't she worry about your brother Oliver's drug in intake instead? Um, your mom calling Erica an alcoholic when your older brother was a drug addict. Pot calling the kettle black. Um, these are just these are just some. I mean, they're honestly just disgusting. I mean, your brother Oliver is a drug addict, but your mom is calling Erica an alcoholic and making her look bad. Make it make sense. Come on, Garcelle. Oliver is a drug addict. How can you just call Erica alcoholic? Um, Garcelle, the reel was canceled because of you. Please don't. Um, please don't be. Please don't get Beverly Hills Housewives canceled as well. Um, 
I mean, just like I, I don't even want to read some of these because they're so like some of them are really like racially like charged. Um, it, it was just sickening. I mean, there's and there's hundreds of them. Um, so the next morning, Garcelle pleaded with Bravo fans to leave her kids alone, saying that she was up all night crying over the comments. Her statement said, I'm usually a very strong woman. I've been raised to be strong. My life has taught me to be strong. But when it comes to my kids, it hurts. It's not okay. I've been in tears all night. It's just a TV show, people. Scream at your TV. Throw something at your TV. But leave our kids alone. And Garcelle wasn't the only cast member to speak out. Rinna posted on her Instagram stories, making it clear that all the kids on Beverly Hills are off limits. She said... Um, we are doing a TV show. We try to entertain you. Why can't you treat it like wrestling, for God's sakes? Love us, love to hate us, but leave the kids alone. What I was just about, what I was just sent about Garcelle's son is disgusting and unacceptable. What I heard happened to Portia is disgusting and unacceptable. What you said and done to my own kids, disgusting. The threats to Erica's son, and I'm sure all of the other beautiful children, they didn't sign up for this. What are you doing? The kids, all of our kids, should be off limits, so stop it now. Enough is enough. So I already thought that all these comments were a little bit too far. However, um, they continue to get even more vile. Um, one that was just super striking was this one comment that was put on a post by Jax. Uh, it was by at queen of the t underscore i don't know if they're I, I don't know if it's a bot or whatever but the troll commented by saying you'd have your neck kneeled on if it weren't for your white daddy tell your mom to leave diana alone or you'll deal with us uh i mean that's it's it's just i was speechless when i read that i was like this is i mean he's 14 years old that's not even right even if you're not a 14 year old i mean that's like not okay um so on Wednesday, Jax released a statement via his mom's Instagram story. And the statement read, Well, I'd like to start off by saying that I am still a kid and wish to not be viewed as a fully matured adult because I am not one. It is currently my first week of high school and instead of enjoying it like most kids at my school, I have to deal with being attacked on social media. I did not sign up for this show, nor do I have anything to do with this show's drama. I just want to be a normal kid. The purpose of my Instagram account is not for publicity nor the public's gaze, but to be seen by my peers as just another kid. I really wanted to avoid going private, but I just have to at this point. The constant support from everyone makes it makes it much more tolerable. However, middle-aged women spamming me with racist and crude comments about my family is not what I expected from my first week of high school. Thank you for all the positive comments. It truly means a lot to me. So hours later, Bravo actually released a statement condemning the attacks against Jax. You probably saw it. It was all over Facebook, social media, Instagram. It flooded, you know, page six and a bunch of other news outlets. But the statement reads, We are shocked and appalled at the social comments directed at Garcelle's son. We urge our viewers and social followers alike to refrain from targeting our cast and their families with harmful rhetoric. I thought that that was a great you know, statement that Bravo put out. Several Bravo celebrities shared it, including housewives from all over the country, um, as well as, you know, people from Southern Charm, Vanderpump Rules, Summer House. A lot of people shared it, a lot of Bravo celebrities. It's really, it's just despicable. Um, you know, I, I, I would say, and I want to say this to my listeners, just because I know we're all fans. And um, as much as we love, you know, talking about housewives as much as we love interacting with our our housewives and and comments on social media and all that stuff 
I mean, we have to remember, guys, that this is a show. Um, at the end of the day, these are real people uh, with real lives, real children, real husbands, real families. And um, it's it's never okay to go after somebody. Um, I'm not even going to say just kids. I'm just going to say it's not it's never okay to go after somebody's family like this or anybody. Um, and I think it's our duty as Bravo fans um, that we keep our... You know, we keep our opinions, um, I mean, I don't even know the right way to say this. I think that we have to, I mean, I'm being as honest as I can with you guys. I don't have anything written down for this. This is just all off the top of my head. I think that we have to make sure that we respect other families and um, and just respect everybody, respect everybody as humans. It's never okay to comment like this on social media. We don't even know if these are real people. It could be bots. It could be, um, it could be real people. It because there is controversy that there is bots um but it's never okay i mean it's it's really never okay and we need to you know it's our it's our duty as bravo fans to hold certain opinions to ourselves or not even have certain opinions <laughs> i mean everybody's entitled to their own opinion but um when you're when it's uh, you know when it's this crude and vile um i i think that you know it's better to not say anything at all um, and, uh, I think, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to kind of come up with the right words to say this cause it's really despicable, but, um, you know, just, just make sure to do better on social media. If you don't like somebody, there is a certain way that you can say it on social media without looking like a complete and total asshole. And I think that's what we need to do. <laughs> I do want to point out that Erica and Diana shared Bravo's statement or reposted Bravo's statement on both of their Instagrams. However, on Erica's post, one fan wrote, I don't see Bravo making every post about leaving kids alone when the woke mob was coming after your son for helping, or I'm sorry, for being law enforcement in 2020. To which Erica replied, exactly. So she is coming into some heat for that because it seems like she probably, you know, posted this um, with instruction from her PR team and clearly not because of her own, you know, because of what she wanted to do. On the other hand, Diana replied um, to, she, um, oh, I'm sorry, she replied with a red heart emoji to a fan who commented, Garcelle is taking advantage of the time and knows what card she is playing. It's color and it's woke like her fans, fake woke for their benefit. It's a shame. Um, there, I mean, there's been other things, there's been other things on social media that Diana has posted that's kind of like almost like a deflection of what's going on. And um, she's definitely gotten herself into some... Uh, I think D Diana's gotten herself into some crazy social media wars this past, you know, this, these past couple months. Um, clearly, I think that showed Diana and Erica's cards very much so. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets bring, brought up at the reunion, by the way. All right, so I'm not sure if y'all remember, so I will jog your memory. Um, a gentleman... <laughs> On Instagram named Patrick Somers. Uh, he was the man who was accused of being paid $27,000 by Kathy to harass and plant negative stories about Lisa Rinna. Uh, he also is the dude who leaked DMs from Rinna and then claimed that he was working with the actress uh, Rinna to secure her storyline for season 13 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, he is back. <laughs> and is now claiming that he was involved in the recent social media attacks on Garcelle's son, Jax. So to start, he released a statement that read, 
Um, Dear viewers, I would like to start off by sending apologies to those affected by our engagement boost to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Garcelle's son. I take our social media operation seriously as it's one of our leading services. However, we clearly missed the mark on this one. We are partnered with a third-party offshore service provider for comments, likes, followers, and engagement. I can't speak on the direct nature of what services we were hired to provide, but I am working directly with our vendor to cancel our request. Any racially motivated content I take very seriously and will investigate. Thank you for your continued support. He then clarified that Garcelle did not hire his company to boost engagement. He admitted that his company was responsible for sending negative bots to harass Garcelle's son, but insists that none, to my knowledge, were ordered to be racist. Um, he also claimed that the order for the bot comments was placed by Rena's publicist, Jill. This is also alleged. We don't know for sure. He also hinted that Diana may or may not also be allegedly involved in the hiring of bots to harass Garcelle's son. Um, he further put a statement saying... Sorry. Um, Garcelle did not hire my firm to boost engagement. Yes, we are responsible for sending negative bots, but none to my knowledge were ordered to be racist. That's why I'm looking into our partnership with our overseas center. Negative and racist are two very different things. The order was placed through Lisa's publicist, Jill. Lisa previously had an account with us, but closed it two months ago. We provided Lisa with followers, comments, likes, and views. If you look at her Instagram, our services created an algorithm. That's why on some posts, she would receive 4,000 likes with a following of 3 million. She didn't pay for an actual AI engagement. I can't confirm if Diana had her order placed through Jill because I don't know. And no, no legal action can be taken for disclosing this information. I have two attorneys that advise me, and technically, we have only been compensated for half, which voids our fully executed disclosures. Why she had not paid the other half? No clue. Now let me enjoy my extremely nice life in peace. Um, he also showed proof that he stopped all engagement sent to Garcelle's son's Instagram account, and he shared a screenshot of the software that his company uses and examples of the work they do. So I at first thought it was fake, but then when he posted these, I was like, oh shit, this might be real. Um, yeah, he said, this is the software we use. It's the same software used by Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Lisa Rinna, and etc. Um, and it looks pretty legit to me, to be honest. Um, he also posted an example of one of Rinna's posts where she only got 5,256 likes, as, um, and this was back in March. Um, so to conclude, Patrick apologized again and said that he takes full responsibility for the negative comments, but says that he would never instruct others to ploy racist remarks. Um, and he sends his condolences to Garcelle and her family. Um, I, like, what? Like, when this all came out, I thought it was a joke. I saw that... Um, my friend Adam, blonde hair, black heart, posted something on Instagram that he had issued a statement. And um, I was just flabbergasted that one, this Patrick guy is somehow back in the mix after everybody thought that this guy was a fucking liar. Here he is back um, after months and now claiming that he was hired. I mean, it's just insane. First of all, this is all alleged. Um, even even with these these screenshots, I mean, they could be made up. Who knows? Um, it's definitely interesting. Um, a lot of people are suspecting on social media that Diana is the one who purchased the bots and that she is responsible. Um, 
you know, as much as Diana is not well-liked this season on Beverly Hills and on social media, I don't really believe in my heart that she is the one who is behind this, only because I just don't feel like she has the time for this. Um, I mean, I would hate to think that Rena is also responsible, but... Um, the whole Kathy situation that happened a few months ago on social media seemed really fishy. Um, and I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to think. But what do you guys think? Um, it's, it's truly insane, right? I mean, I was struggling to kind of piece this all together. But um, yeah, there it is. Moving on over to Jersey, I have an interview that Jackie did. Um, with Access Hollywood's Housewives Nightcap, where she said that Joe and Melissa made the right decision by skipping Teresa and Louis' wedding, saying, Knowing the lead-up to making that decision, I was not shocked at all. She said, I completely understand and support them not having attended the wedding. It was the right decision for them, for sure. She also teased that Bravo fans will understand Melissa's decision when they watch season 13. She also noted that the drama between Melissa and Teresa became so bad that it's unlikely that the sister-in-laws will ever reconcile. She said, I just feel like it's been so many years with terrible drama between the two families. At some point, it's so toxic that you have to walk away. I think that is the point that she is at right now, but who knows? They always seem to go back. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the end. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. And honestly, I completely agree with Jackie. I think she said it best. Um, who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens on the new season. But I mean, how many more years of this can we really take, y'all? Teresa did say on her, uh, she did it on an episode of her podcast, her new podcast, where she uh, briefly said that we'll see it play out on TV the way that everything played out with her wedding. Um, she said everything that happened is the way it was supposed to be. I'm all about that. I'm all about good energy and whoever wanted to be at my wedding was there. And that's kind of all she said so far. So, um, really, I just think we have to wait and see what happens. Moving on over to New York. Um, there was some rumors floating around by, uh, according to a new report from Des Moines, revealing that alleged cast for the Roni Legacy show, um, is... Apparently, Luann, Sonia, Jill, Dorinda Tinsley, and Kelly Bensimone. So Ramona uh, is reportedly not going to be a part of the Roni legacy and has been fired by Bravo, but we don't know this for sure. It's all alleged. So I wouldn't be surprised if she gets added, you know, to that to that lineup. But um, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that lineup. I mean, definitely like, I mean, Luann, Sonia, Tinsley, I think that's cool. Jill, I think that would be interesting, too. Dorinda, I mean, I'd love to see, but I don't know about Kelly. I mean, I don't know if that's legacy. Um, I mean, I would love to see Bethany back, but I know that's probably never going to happen. <laughs> and I'm actually going to close off with Vanderpump Rules. Um, so Sheena and Brock did get married just this past week in Mexico on the cash trip for Vanderpump Rules, and apparently there was some heavy drinking involved, where, um, and this is allegedly, uh, according to Us Weekly, that, um, so with heavily drinking involved, um, Tom Schwartz and Raquel got cozy in Cancun and apparently hooked up, um, meaning they made out, and I guess more happened, too. Um, I, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds really juicy, um, there's not much else to share with that, but Us Weekly has this whole article written out. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, and I was talking with one of my friends on Instagram today. I don't really get the appeal. Um, I don't really understand the the um, desire 
of Tom Schwartz. I mean, he's like, <laughs> I mean, him and Katie are getting a divorce or divorced. And um, to me, Tom has always been somebody who's not really, he's always been kind of aloof. And I, I don't understand the appeal from all these ladies. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, he is pretty charming in the sense that he's like funny and nice and he's handsome. But at the same time, like, I don't, what, I don't get what makes him so desirable. Uh, I just don't. I mean, he's like a total commitment freak and he's like almost 40 years old. I just don't see how, I, I, I don't see how girls want him. So <laughs> it's just me. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of the Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. So here's your flash filming update. Atlanta is currently still airing on Sundays. The reunion has been filmed, so we should be reaching the end of the season soon. Beverly Hills is currently still airing on Wednesdays. And if you're wondering, you did not miss last week's episode. It will resume this coming week with the Aspen trip. They did skip a week. Um... Miami is wrapped, and I don't yet have a premiere date for them. Jersey is wrapped, uh, and Teresa's wedding's Teresa's wedding was also wrapped and filmed. Uh, Roni is still, um, I believe they're still finalizing casting, but we are getting close to having a final cast, so we will wait and see for that. Um, OC is currently still filming. Potomac is currently still filming. Salt Lake City has... Oh, I'm sorry. Potomac is not currently still filming. Um, <laughs> Potomac and Salt Lake City are supposedly going to be airing together. And we should be getting a um, trailer, premiere date, all that stuff in the next few weeks. Um, Dubai is currently still airing on Wednesdays. Sorry, I had to think about that. And we have reached the reunion, so it will it will resume with the reunion this coming week. Vanderpump Rules is currently still filming, and Summer House is currently still filming. And uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 is wrapped, but will be probably most likely airing next year. Or not airing, but streaming. So, yes. All right. Did I... Yes, I got all the shows. Okay. <laughs> I've got a long list here now, guys. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.